Behind the Shades. You're going to take us through your journey and your journey begins. Well, it didn't begin this way, but ultimately you ended up divorced. So take us from the very, very beginning. How did you get married? How did you guys meet? And how did it lead up to you ultimately getting a divorce? So we knew each other in high school. He was my best, my boyfriend's best friend. They lived 13 miles apart from where I lived. They went to the same school. So we hung out whenever I was with my boyfriend, 16 years old. Um, Tim was there and, and I didn't think much of it. I, I didn't think much of it at all. He went off to Germany in the army. He went off to Germany for the army. And, uh, I just continued on my life. And then he finished his six year tour, came back to our hometown, our home area and wanted to hang out. And by then I had already broken up with my boyfriend. We had parted ways and still nothing happened. He moved to Las Vegas. I, I came from New England and I didn't hear much from him for about six more years. And then he sent me an email saying, Hey, I'm back. I'm back at home to visit my family. I want to hang out with you. And I was like, well, it just so happens. I'm in Las Vegas for the first time in my life, chaperoning a, a teenager. Why don't we meet up when you get back? And, and so uh, that sort of led into us dating and uh, you know, I look back, being in metaphysics, it's really about training intuition. And so that voice in my head at the first moment, when we, that first day I got down at the airport, came down the stairs, the voice said, don't do it. And, and, you know, before, before we got really intimate, the voice said, don't do it. (laughs) Before we got married, the voice said, don't do it. And I had, I just sort of dismissed that voice and didn't really, I, I didn't, I didn't, know to trust it at the time it's, it's not until you look back you're like oh the signs were there but when you're in it you just sort of think your mind is playing games on you and it's not your intuition so uh we were married we were married for about 10 years and then I deployed that's uh that was sort of the catalyst is coming back from deployment I know for me when I look back on some of my relationships I swear, and I crack this joke every single time. I say I must have had stardust in my eyes because I have no idea how I got myself caught up in some of these situations. But then when you remember how it felt, it was like this overwhelming feeling where it's like, it feels so good, but it's like chocolate cake. I know it's so bad for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Was it one of those moments when you look back or was it like everything is good, then it became bad? No, it wasn't good because we fought a lot before we even got married. And I, but I was comparing it to what I was leaving. I left a misogynistic Catholic family. So in comparison to that, with an overbearing father that had his own addictive tendencies, and I didn't see that either. I was leaving one situation for what I thought was a better situation. And then it was looking back, it was better than the, the, where I grew up, but it wasn't as good as what I deserved. And I didn't, I didn't have that, that perspective yet. It wasn't until I would say the recent years, the past three, four years that I can look back and say why I was short selling myself 
because I didn't think I had the, I didn't feel worthy enough to, to seek something greater. It's like on a scale, this situation is bad, my home life, mm-hmm. but this person is better than that, but they're not necessarily good enough for what I want out of my life. But if I'm going to compare the two, I rather have the lesser of two evils. For example, right? It's like the person who um, who's alone, mm-hmm. but Johnny down the street, who's very toxic, it's not good for them, but they're a companion. They're around once they pick up that call, right? If, they, if it's a slow Thursday and I'm like, I kind of want a warm bed. Yeah. Pick up Johnny, even though he, you know, he's not good for you. But down the road, it can't last that long because eventually you're going to say, Annie, Terrain, what the hell am I doing in this situation? What was your aha moment? I got to get out of here. Oh, so, so I came back from deployment 10 years and we didn't have a honeymoon. And in my mind, we didn't have the finances, but he was a spender. So I was always chasing. And when I came back from deployment, I thought, okay, he's had a year. Surely he's saved up enough money to go on a cruise or a vacation or a honeymoon that I never got when we got married. And not only did I not get that grand vacation that I, I felt entitled to, I got an anniversary card for my 10 year anniversary from my husband, a $4 and 95 cent card. And I was so offended. So I had asked for a divorce, but right around that same time, and I can't remember exactly if it was before I asked for the divorce or shortly after I came back from the deployment with injured knees, I had injured knee, injured ankle. My wrists were not good. Um, because I, I was going in and out of Iraq and you have to be full battle rattle. It's a lot of gear, about 110 pounds of gear. And you got to jump off the back of the C-130, which is about 18 inches, two feet. You're jumping down, but you're jumping down with 110 pounds of extra gear that you've got. And you've got to get off the flight line really quick. So I came back with injuries. And um, so I was hobbling quite a bit. I was not in an okay space. I came back with PTSD, all this thing. And my husband's empty. He had dissociated the entire deployment he wasn't home to catch me and and, and I'm like mentally falling and he's not there and I remember climbing up the stairs of our two brand new two-story home and I got to the top landing and I tripped over my own feet and I fell to the floor my knees hit the the carpet without a lot of padding and I just started bawling because in that moment I knew I couldn't be a mom I couldn't be a wife I couldn't be a business owner my whole life just felt like I hit the brick wall and I just started crying and I'm praying to God, which wasn't something I did super often. And I'm saying, God, please take this from me. Take this. Like, I can't, I, and I'm swearing in my own head. Like I knew I was emotionally exhausted and mentally exhausted, spiritually exhausted, physically exhausted. There was nothing left of me. The adrenaline from the deployment had crashed. There was no one there to be the safe net when I came home. I, I just like had this explosive emotional moment and I'm, and I'm saying, please take this, please take this. And I have no witnesses in my house. I'm by myself just screaming, please take this. And this voice came in my head and the voice said, we've been waiting for you to let go. And it was like, 
when you have those moments in Hollywood where all the flashes, this like, it, like in in a Hollywood movie where all the clues flash in front of you that you completely missed, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I am holding on to all these broken things. And I was so insistent that I was going to make this white picket fence life work that I didn't see how broken my fence was. Everything. And, and I, that was a hugely pivotal moment in my life of how much I was holding on to that wasn't even mine. It wasn't my shit. It wasn't my stuff. So that that was the catalyst to everything moving forward how many years of emotional buildup do you think you were able to release at that moment um over three decades it wasn't it, it was a lot of my marriage it was a lot of my the resentment i had in my marriage because I, I genuinely felt like I had not just my son, but I had children. I was responsible. And I had even said that I would talk to people and subconsciously I would just blurt out, oh yeah, I have to go get dinner ready for my children. And they say, you have more kids? No, I just have one. I don't know why I said that, but I said that about four or five times during my marriage and never once after I got divorced, I didn't realize that I was filling the role of his mother. So I was taking on the responsibilities of being his mother and I was carrying this extra weight that wasn't even mine, but, but I had done that with my father too. And I just not even consciously aware of it. I didn't realize my dad was codependent. So I didn't see it in my, my ex-husband as being ultra codependent. And, and so it wasn't just, it was not just the deployment and it wasn't just a little bit of my my marriage. It was my entire marriage and my entire childhood and my entire military all wrapped into this, this moment.